Lost a bet, I guess. Had to give up the jersey. Jesus. What a cadaver? What? I'm not scared of that dude. <laughs> yeah, they can't beat that dude. They go to state. A happy meal wouldn't hurt the brother. He had 51 points. He would have had 55. He had a hamburger. See the shots that I took. Wet like I'm booked. I'm slamming niggas like Shaquille. Shit is real. I feel like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen at my wedding. Ben Steph Curry with the shot, Ben cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Shot towns, T Rose, moving the next, BK. They call me the stuff on Marbury, your rap, darling. Go ride around the rockets like, yeah, I mean, y'all niggas weak. I might go to Marcus Cousins out in public. That's like saying that the bad boy piston team didn't need Isaiah. Booming out in Sabrina like Lou Will, six men like Lou Will. Me, KD, ain't no nigga that can shoot like me. Black. My skin black like Mamba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the f does that mean, Kobe Bryant? You're welcome. What the f is he talking about? Hey, this is Brandon. Thanks for coming back. This is Basketball Episode 2. We are back after the Thanksgiving holiday. Took a little bit of a hiatus after one episode. It was that much of a it was that much of a struggle to record that we needed to take two weeks off. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had a had a good time going back up uh, going back up to see family, and then you know basically just doing nothing for that weekend. But anyway, we're back now, and uh, I want to talk about the Toronto Raptors first. And um, they are clearly, in my opinion, uh, just Starting off right out the gate with hot takes. I mean, it's not really a hot take, but here it is. Raptors are the best team in the East right now, and they're probably going to remain that way until the end of the regular season. They are probably going to be the team to come out of the East, probably play the Warriors if they end up doing what they're supposed to be doing. Once Steph Curry comes back from his uh, from his injury, Draymond's suspension, Kevin Durant looks amazing. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. DeMarcus Cousins comes back from his uh, injury and makes his uh, Warrior debut, plays a couple months, and then goes to a different, uh, goes to another team. But there's, but there's no other real team in the East that is currently on Toronto's level right now, like as of today, as of this moment. They are the runaway favorites right now, in my opinion. Philadelphia, I thought was going to be that team with, uh, with the addition of Jimmy. Uh, they traded for him. They traded for him about two or three weeks ago, right? Uh, pretty much right before we started recording that first episode. I'm saying we a lot when it's only fucking me. It's only me. I'm running the whole fucking show. <laughs> oh well, but um, but yeah, they. I mean, yes, they're they're doing good, and Jimmy's Jimmy's doing his usual thing. He hit he's hit two game winners already. And just in in just intense games all around. He had great games leading up to those uh, those game winning shots, those go ahead buckets, Jimmy G buckets. But before Jimmy, before the Jimmy trade, when they had uh, Robert Covington and Saric still, especially Robert Covington, their defense they had the fourth best uh, defense in the league statistically. And since they got Butler, it's dipped all the way down to twenty seventh. But the thing is, Jimmy's like we all know that Jimmy's a great defender, but Robert Covington, who's now on the Timberwolves, of course, 
he is probably one of the most underrated defenders in the league. I mean, the Sixers, the Sixers usually are you know they they have a lot of defensive defensive players. They had Robert Covington, of course, and Joel Embiid is probably the best center in the league at the moment. Ben Simmons is coming into his own as maybe one of the next big big uh, big superstars in the game. So they can play defense. Markel Fultz, to an extent, I guess. Talk about him as well. But, um, yeah, I guess I, I guess it's just going to take take a little time for for Jimmy to completely mesh because, you know, once once Jimmy and Embiid and Simmons and all of them start, start rolling and they start picking up steam, as soon as they're ready to, you know, cocked, locked, and loaded when April hits, the middle of April hits, and the playoffs are, are beginning – then that's all you need to worry about. The Lakers had a tough start this year. You know, they have you know, they have LeBron freaking James. You know, and they were struggling. Now they seem to be getting it a little more. You know, when LeBron went to the Heat, same thing. Weren't having wasn't having the best regular season ever, you know, what you'd expect when you when you have a team of LeBron, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh in their fucking prime. But you put all those guys together and they gotta figure it out. They've never played together before. You know, sometimes you put together a team and it just works, and sometimes you gotta work for it. The Celtics put together their team in 2007 with KG and Ray Allen. Rondo too. Scalabrini, the white mamba shout out. They put that team together in 07 and they won in 08. You know, they put they put the team together on the heat and you know they made it to the finals, but they lost. You know, they they couldn't they couldn't reach that end goal. They couldn't click and make it work. You know, the Mavericks were, the Mavericks who they played that year in the finals were, you know, they got there without a true superstar on the team. Like, you know, they had they had Dirk Nowitzki, who is a legend for sure. One of the greatest players of all time, one of the greatest scorers of all time. He's influenced a lot of, uh, a lot of, power forwards who like to shoot the ball, especially uh, especially European ones, especially ones that come from the EuroLeague. They didn't have that bona fide star like a LeBron or a Kobe or a Wade. So they relied on the whole team as an uh, to put forth the effort like the like the Pistons in 04. Yeah, Chauncey was good, Ben Wallace was good, Rip Hamilton was good. I don't know if they were ever considered the best. You know, same thing with uh same thing with the Mavericks. And, you know, Dirk might have been considered the best at one point, but at this point his career was just beginning to start to just, want, you know, wind down and, you know, become become more of the veteran leader. Kind of like Tim Duncan, kind of like Kevin Garnett. You're still playing. You're still contributing. You're still putting up impressive numbers, really. But it's just time. It's, you know, your time is winding down and you know it. You know, Dwayne Wade's coming off the bench right now for the Heat. This is his last season. Father Time's undefeated. But yeah, the Sixers will be fine. They'll figure it out. Raptors Raptors are figuring it out very quickly. Kawhi Leonard seems to be happy. He seems to be like genuinely happy. It's actually kind of cool. And <laughs> if you if if you know anything about Kawhi Leonard, um so let me let me just explain it. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best players in the league. He's probably the third best small forward behind LeBron and KD. 
arguably. You know, probably he, I'd I'd say he's number three, but he he's not very flashy. He doesn't say a whole lot. He doesn't do a whole lot. Doesn't show a lot of emotion usually. He's kind of like Tim Duncan, his former teammate in San Antonio. It's kind of uh, it's kind of funny how like Tim Duncan was that player for so long, just like stoic and didn't say anything. And Kawhi comes along, and he's supposed to be the face of the franchise, and it's just the same player. Not not the same player, but the same personality. <laughs> but then uh, but then, Popovich and Tony Parker pissed him off, and they drove him out of town. But shit happens. What are you going to do? He seems to, be, uh, seems to be enjoying where he's at right now. Just got just to gotta see if he, uh, if he stays next year. Once his contract is up, see if he might want to go to L.A. with LeBron or go somewhere else more uh, a little more flashy. I mean, Toronto is Toronto is becoming known as a big, big basketball city. That's thanks to the recent resurgence of the Raptors, thanks to DeRozan and Ibaka, Valanciunas, Lowry, and all them. Now, hopefully, uh, Kawhi Leonard can be that dude and take a take his own team to the finals of course he'll have the help with uh with Lowry and Siakam and and whatnot but he's the bona fide star this time I think in 2014 when the Spurs won he was just coming into it he was once he won you know once the finals were over and he won the trophy you know like that offseason going into that season it's like all right Kawhi is fucking here all right, he's 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 showing it. He's continuing to show it when the league isn't even going on. But yeah, this is this is big for Kawhi. Very interesting player. Very interesting guy. So Kevin Durant on the uh, talking about the Golden State Warriors. They uh, they had they had a little bit of an internal struggle a week or two ago. Draymond Green confronted Kevin Durant and called him a bitch and told him, "Leave. We don't need you. We won without you." And Kevin Durant. Responded by uh, just bawling the fuck out. <laughs> um, but uh, in regards to their uh, confrontation, they're good now. Um, they squashed whatever whatever beef they were dealing with. I mean, when that happened, they were already the team was already struggling. Stephen Curry was still out with the injury, and he's actually still out to this day. Um, he should be coming back soon, but. Um, but nobody really knows uh, an exact date for sure. So they 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 had lost like something like six straight, like five out of six. I think it was six straight. It's just crazy for the, the the Golden State Warriors. This is the like this is like the NBA's golden calf right now. You know nothing. They don't want anything to happen to the Warriors. You know how many kids are wearing fucking Steph Curry and Kevin Durant jerseys. Even Clay Thompson. But Steph and Kevin Durant are just global, global basketball icons. Same thing with same thing with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is still huge in China. You would think it's 2011 if you go there. <laughs> he Derrick Rose goes to China a lot with Adidas. He's got a got a big fan base out there. He's got a big fan base here too in America. Kevin Durant was a man on fire the other night against against the Raptors. Scored 51 fucking points. He was just pulling up from anywhere, and he was just like just 
like, here, here's my arm, throw in the ball, screw it. Oh, it went in? Yeah, I fucking knew it. What do you think I threw it in for? It was like one, it was, it was like 116, 113, Raptors were up. Kevin Durant is just smothered in the corner. And he turns around and hoists up a three, just a fucking prayer shot, and it just swishes. They played in Toronto when the place went bananas. That's how big the Warriors are. <laughs> they can make an away game feel like a home game. Well, when you're, <laughs> that's what uh, that's what the Heat was. That's what the Heat were like. That's what the Lakers were like. Hey, everybody! Everybody wants a piece of you when you're winning. But yeah, Kevin Durant showed again why he's probably the best player in the NBA, not named LeBron James. I mean, the dude's basically a seven-foot guard. The way he moves is just like... And like the fact that he's just so slender and he just like zig, he just like zigs and zags by everybody. He's seven feet tall and he moves like Russell Westbrook. Dude's a monster. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is basically Kevin Durant with muscles. And he's fucking scary too. He could be the best player in the NBA soon. He's having an MVP fucking season. The Milwaukee Bucks are doing pretty damn good. Chris Middleton's playing pretty well. Brogdon Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez was a nice, uh, was a nice signing for them. I really like Brooke Lopez. I'm surprised the Lakers. Uh, I'm surprised the Lakers let him walk. I mean, Javale McGee is doing fine for him, but wouldn't you rather have Brooke Lopez with that uh, with that team you're trying to put together? I guess they were really committed to making the meme team, which I respect. Nothing wrong with doing it for the memes. It's LeBron's first season. They're probably not going to win anyway, so they probably figured, fuck it. Also, the war- yeah, they were like, you know, the Warriors signed DeMarcus Cousins. It's over. <laughs> But now, you know, the Warriors are a wild card, but they're probably still going to make it. They're probably still going to make it to the finals. But yeah, Giannis is probably uh, probably in the front runner for MVP. Kevin Durant's probably working his way up there with his recent resurgence. Kawhi, too. Maybe Kemba Walker. Shaq actually said he's uh, Giannis, sorry. He's more, he's more dominant than he was. And he's going to be even more dominant. <laughs> That's a lot of praise coming from fucking Shaq because he was unstoppable. 7-1, like 350. I'm gonna how big was Shaq? At least 350. Shaq's 46. God damn. 7-1 325? Jesus. Man, I was off. I was I was over shit. Shaq is just a mammoth fucking person. Shaq is just so fucking big. When he stands next to anybody, it just looks like it. It, it just looks like you're you're tripping. You're not even looking at something that's real. Because <laughs> you watch the games on TV, and it, you know you even go to a game, and you you know the guys are seven feet tall. You know the guys are six eight, but you don't really get that. That feeling until you're actually like up close and personal. Like I'm tall, like I'm a tall guy. I'm six four, but I'm gonna go to a fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna go in an NBA locker room and feel like a dwarf. 
It's insane. But yeah, Shaq had the perfect body for an NBA center in the 1990s. <laughs> and the early 2000s, for that matter. Bucks beat the Bulls the other night. Chris Middleton hit the uh, hit a game-winning three. I think, yeah, they were tied. They were going to go to overtime, and Chris Middleton just pulled up. And uh, Justin Holiday had a good look, but it clanked. And uh, it's probably for the best. Better to, The better chance the Bulls have of getting uh, Zion Williamson, the better, in my opinion. But uh, Zach Levine's still doing his thing. As long as he shows uh, growth and progression. And justifies that eighty million dollar contract, which I believe I believe he is, and I believe he he I think you know, they definitely signed him off of potential and because he was the centerpiece in the Jimmy Butler trade and Garpax didn't want to look like a a bunch of punk bitches anymore. Again. So they figured they had to they had to keep him. The Kings offered him the Offered him that deal with the offer sheet because he was a restricted free agent. Restricted free agent means that uh, the team that drafts you basically has the right to hold on to you if they please, even though another team offers you a contract. The NFL has the same thing. I'm not too sure about the NHL or MLB. But yeah, the Bulls matched the offer and Levine was happy to be here. I guess. <laughs> he seems happy to be here now, for sure. Um, Bulls just got to get Laurie Marketing back, and then maybe we can maybe we can see what kind of team we're going to have going forward and into next season. And I, as a Bulls fan, uh, I really don't know how to feel about Jabari Parker because he, he puts up big numbers. He's He really does know how to score the ball, and he's good at it. It's just he doesn't play any defense. Sometimes he just gives no effort in in rebounding the ball, in going the extra mile to maybe stop a fast break or stop an extra bucket. Uh, and he even said in one of his uh, one of his opening press conferences, like, I'm not getting I, I'm not getting paid to play defense. You know, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna start now. It's like it's like could you imagine could you imagine if if Tom Thibodeau was still the fucking coach? Jabari Parker wouldn't even be on the fucking team anymore. He'd be at the end of the bench with uh with uh Tyler Ulis and all on all them. See, I don't even know who's on the end of the bench anymore because we've cleared it with all the injuries. <laughs> we've reached the bottom of the bench. There's no, there's nobody like irrelevant anymore. Everybody's playing. Bobby Portis was looking good. They got to get him back. Chris Dunn, he played one game. But yeah, Jabari Parker, I don't know if he's going to be on the team beyond this season, but if he does, it's probably going to be in some kind of little more uh, limited role. Maybe like what he's doing now on the bench. Maybe a little, Maybe a little less. Especially if he's going to be playing power forward mostly, and if if he can't play shoot a, a small forward anymore, like like Horby, uh pretty much believes at this point, then then the homecoming was uh, was futile. But you gave it a shot. He made his money, and now he can go do whatever he wants. He can go to another team and have uh, have their fan base question <laughs> question his uh, question his gameplay and the signing, just like we are right now. Um, Markel Fultz, another young player who seemingly has seemingly had a lot of potential coming into coming into the league, but hasn't really figured it out. And this is only his second season, but he's got a shoulder injury in his shooting shoulder, and his shooting form before was already fucked up. It was already ugly as hell. 
It was already ugly, like Joe Kim Noah's shot, Lonzo's shot, Sean Marion's shot, Bill Cartwright, just these awful fucking forms. Some of them go in, though. Ray Allen's shot was flat as fuck, but he's one of the best shooters of all time, so there's nothing to argue about that. But the 76ers are apparently looking to get rid of him. Drafted him number one overall. Missed 68 games last season. And not playing not playing again this year very much due to, due to injuries and the fact that he's just been flat out bad. You know, I don't know if there's... I don't know if you can be put on the injured reserve for bad. But it's definitely it's definitely an option I would consider if that was my, if the NBA was if I was the commissioner in a perfect world you know whatever <laughs> but yeah the Suns are apparently interested they need a point guard and if Markel Fultz just needs a change of a change of scenery and just time to rehab his shoulder and get just get just get right you know then you know t- like two two years out of the NBA isn't isn't that big of a deal anymore from 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 hit from the history that I've seen because Joel Embiid did not play at all for two years and then he came in and just immediately started dominating and now he's arguably the best center in the league he's the best center in the league in my opinion Derrick Rose missed damn near two years he came back and he definitely wasn't you know the MVP in 2011 Derrick Rose but he still put up solid numbers. His defense was lacking, and that was that was definitely his biggest downfall when he came back. His defense was lacking, and his three-point shot was non-existent. And then his career almost died in Cleveland, and then it got revived in Minnesota. And now he's now he seems to be back on track, and finally found some basketball peace. But yeah, Markel Fultz, his days in Philly are numbered, and it's only a matter of time before he uh, finds a new home. Probably the Phoenix Suns, maybe the Chicago Bulls. There's some fans that want that to happen. Uh, if the price was right, if it's you know if if it's if it's a flyer on faults, I don't want to give up any any of our established players for for the potential. You know that's that's a that's a high risk high reward uh, trade. But somebody was saying Antonio Blakeney and maybe a second rounder. I don't know if that would I don't know if that would fly, but it's definitely something that uh, some, definitely something that I would uh, that I would lean towards if I was the GM. And uh, finally, before uh, before we wrap this up, uh, Greg Popovich, of course, coach of the San Antonio Spurs, arguably the greatest coach of all time. Uh, he he made an interesting comment recently that that I sort of sort of agree with, and it was regarding the state of the NBA and how the game is played in 2018, and. If you don't know, the game has basically become, for better or worse, in your opinion, run up the floor and either hit a three-point shot immediately or just drive to the lane and get a layup. That's what the Rockets do. Um, The Warriors are definitely a three-point shooting team uh, primarily. And that's, you know, that's their team and that's how they've won. They have amazing three-point shooting. They can score the ball. You, know, you might you might not like it, but it works. And Greg Popovich, you know the Spurs have always been a a more 
you know, traditional, like fundamental basketball team. You know, the you know they preach the, the the fundamentals, the intangibles, and just like the finer the finer intricacies of the game, I guess. You know, old kind of kind of kind of old school basketball, air quote. But um, the standout quote Greg Popovich was saying uh, among you know it's all three point shooting and there's no passing the ball. <clears throat> he said. There's no basketball anymore. There's just no basketball anymore. Which is very interesting. Because you think that just a couple years ago. Like it was it was very important if you had a if it was very important to have a defensive team, especially in the Eastern Conference. The Chicago Bulls had a fantastic defense. The Celtics had one. The Heat had their ups and downs. Spurs were always great defensively. The Indiana Pacers in 2013, absolutely. And I, I, I still like to see defense. You know, it's not like it's not like I love watching games where they score you know 80 points. But you know that's that's just part of the game. You know, you get what you get. You're watching a live performance. You know. It's like I love – it's like, a, yeah, primarily I'd like to see a game around like 100, 110 points. You know, football, 30 points probably. You know, of course, watching a fucking 50 to 50-50 shootout like the Saints and the Chiefs is is awesome every once in a while. And even like a 6-3 defensive just fucking slugfest is, is pretty cool. Of course, I love watching the Bears this fucking season. Khalil Mack at the best defense, of course. Defense in football is a little different, but still, same same principle. Some people weren't happy with the Saints-Chiefs game, and a lot of people are happy that the Bears defense is really good. So, the NFL seems to be uh, seems to be on the defense train right now. But yeah, you just you know, just show me show me a good game. You know, good plays, no penalties, no bullshit. Good performances by fucking everybody. Just give me consistent, give me consistent games and good teams and good players. But yeah, there's basically not defense isn't preached anymore. Like Tom Tom Thibodeau, of course, is a proponent, uh, uh, an advocate for defense. Popovich, Doc Rivers. You know, defense isn't dead, but it's it's currently not the hot thing to. Uh, Definitely not the hot thing to focus on. Offense is the thing to do right now. That's that's what the that's what the NBA is in 2018. That's just the way it is. The Warriors are. You could probably thank the Warriors for that at the at the end of the day. But what are you gonna do? The NBA is probably bigger right now than it's ever been, and I'm sure as hell not gonna stop watching. So I hope you don't stop listening because uh, hopefully I'm going to get this back on track to a weekly thing. And uh, that's the show for this week. And uh, I'm Brandon Orlowski once again. You can find me online at Brandon Orlowski. You can find uh, Basketbool on Twitter. It's at Basketboolin. Uh, same, just Basketbool and then I-N, Boolin. Uh, Facebook, Basketbool. Uh, it's on Instagram as well. You can find that on Instagram. Um, my handle for everything is at Brandon Orlowski. But uh, that's the show. Once again, Brandon Orlowski. This is Basketball. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Peace.
Take that for data. Also, shout out Joakim Noah to the Grizzlies. Get paid, boy.